Welcome to Crit Apocalypse, episode twenty-two. That's twenty. Well done. It is. Yeah, like I know where I'm. I know where we're going. I don't know where we've been, and I'm searching for some answers. Okay. Cool. Right. Introductions. Yeah. Introductions. Introductions. My name is Matt. I'm here with my associate Ant. Hello. Almost a friend, you could say. Mm. And we do a bi-weekly podcast in which we review media and or items about ourselves that we have had the pleasure of coming into contact with. Sound about right? Yeah, about right. Okay. This week... Take it away, Ant. Oh, wait, no, actually, before, we've got to do the... If you like what you hear, please comment on our iTunes page or on any of the many medias that we're on now. Uh, let us know what you don't like, if you don't like us, or if you just want to subscribe, just subscribe. We're on Twitter under at CritApocalypse, or at Cinemageddon, or at LV54SpaceMonkey. You're losing them, man. You're not keeping this entertaining enough. Shit, sorry guys, my dulcet tones aren't enough for you. Here's the sound of me sexually taking off my pants. That's not even, you're not doing it. I was, it's a noise. I, I'm like a ninja. I'm silent. Right. Okay. So should I start by reviewing a thing? Yeah, go for it. Your, um, your turn first this week. I'm going to start by reviewing um, an old film. I say old film. It's 14 years old. It's um, old. It's old if you're like, you know, kids today. And they think anything that's a week or a minute old is old. Um, but I finally got around to watching Wet Hot American Summer. Which otherwise known as Danny Sexbang's favourite film of all I time. I really love that film. Yeah, it's alright. Decent. It's, it's about a whole bunch of kids and teenagers, played by people twice the age of a teenager, yep. um, having the last day on their summer camp and the adventures that happen, yep. the wacky goings on, yep. and the craziness. Um, it's supposed to be in the mould of like 80s screwball comedies and stuff, but it's kind 80s, of not really. 70s, like. Like meatballs. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't really have that same sort of tone. It's a bit more sort of it's a bit more sort of properly Sprite. honourable of the eighties style rather than being a parody of the eighties style, as it were. Yeah, it's not a straight yeah. up parody. No. No. But um yeah, it's quite decent. It's a decent enough film. It's very poorly made, but it's like yeah. entertaining. Like there is a shitload of mistakes in that. Oh thing. yeah, there's meant to be though. Yeah. Like I don't stuff know. like like um have you seen the you haven't seen the prequel series yet, have you? I've watched like three episodes of it so far. Okay. Have you noticed that every time they're inside and they're talking it's raining outside? Yeah, that's in the um film. Yeah. yeah they do it on time. purpose. But in the film it was just because they Yeah, they didn't have time to rain in. Yeah. yeah. But there's stuff like Janine Garofalo being still on a mark. You can see a mark from yeah. under her feet and stuff like that. Um But yeah, the film's like the comedy's a bit all over the place at times. Can be a bit sort of like it's it's a lot of that lol's random comedy that's very popular nowadays. It's yeah. one of the early examples of it. Um, it's probably the earliest yeah. example of it. Well, yeah, which I, I'm not too keen on. I like I like jokes. I like structure. Yeah. But um, there's some stuff that's like pretty entertaining. I like the whole bit where they're about to start the baseball game and the kids are like this all seems awfully trite. And then the baseball game debate opposing team turn up in their coach, and he runs up to him and he just sort of he, he sort of explains it to him. He's like, no, he agrees. No, he will. <laughs> We'll call off the game for now. Um, I love the scene of them going to town. Oh yeah, and they just they're, they're like for an hour they're in town. And it steadily yeah. escalates from from something to just them buying cigarettes and drinking beers. Yeah, to doing crack cocaine and robbing grannies. Yeah, and they come back. They're like, oh, I love going to town, even if it is just for an hour. Yeah, <laughs> and then a couple of them run up and just like facing the wall. Yeah, in the background. they just put their wall, their face on the wall. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's an entertaining thing. I can understand what some people see as like a cult classic. It's like for me, a cult classic of that era would be Empire Records. That's my cult yeah. comedy classic for me. It, gets, I, it has the same feeling to me. Yeah, they both got the whole slacker comedy thing that was around at the time. Oh yeah, and they've yeah. got like an overarching plot, 
and then they've got smaller plots or yeah. vignettes going on in the background. Yeah, which and, is, um, that's a lot of comedy around them was that. Yeah. It's Kevin Smith's fault. Like people, people talk about Kevin Smith and say he's not a very good director. You can't argue he didn't influence the entire direction of comedy in yeah. like that era. Like Clerks, literally from Clerks, Clerks onwards. Yeah, from 1994 onwards, slacker comedies everywhere. No one tried doing Chasing Amy. They did that Kissing Jessica Stein that was similar, but yeah. they didn't really try and do Chasing Amy. Oh, actually, no. Reality Bites. <laughs> they tried doing that with Reality Chasing Bites. Chasing Amy's an actual legit brilliant film. Though. It's an excellent I love that film. It's incredible. Yeah, I was thinking about um, Zach Amiri getting Make a Porno the other day and how great that is. That's <laughs> a really good film yeah. as well. Um, One of his best ones. I've still really, not seen really Tusk yet. Tusk, I'm a massive fan of. Yeah. If I could somehow lobby Tusk to get an Oscar, it's out of the season. <laughs> I don't now. think that would work, no. But it, Michael Parks is glorious in that film. <laughs> but yeah, um, Where Hot American Summer's really good, and there's a series on Netflix which I'm working my way through now. I've watched the entire series. It's got a bit more H. John Benjamin in it. Which mm. is nice. Yeah, because he's not on screen enough. No. No. I really want like them to do a friggin' new series. Of, Netflix should get the rights to a new series of home movies, because that's still his greatest, his greatest moment as Coach McGurk. I was a McGurk. massive fan of home movies. Oh, home movies is brilliant. I think it was the art style that got to me. It was it's, all done in MS Paint looking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, Home Movies is genius. Like, I can like, a freaking brilliant show. Not like, the same time as um, Dr. Cat, same people on it. Yeah. But um, Dr. Cat had the same issue for me. Yeah. The squiggly lines that kept moving. Around <laughs> that time, though, I was watching the Spawn cartoon oh, and yeah. The Max. Do you remember The Max? Yeah, yeah. I've got the Spawn cartoons on, D- yeah. on D- DVD. Duved. I really like those. I was watching. And Daria. Yeah, Daria's out on DVD now. Like, really cheap. Yeah. That's cool. Like, the whole series. I might buy that. Yeah, well worth it. Um, but yeah. I had a crush on Daria. She's like my perfect woman. <laughs> Not Jane. No, I didn't like Jane. Uh, the hair. <laughs> I'm always more of a brunette man. <laughs> yeah. We're Hot American Summer. If you haven't seen it, cult movie, and not many people I don't think really have seen it. I don't think it's like massively not massive popular. Yeah. Over in America, it was released on like a lot of those double DVD and uh, <clears throat> yeah. you know the four DVD disc like box sets you get for yeah. like two dollars. So loads of people saw it through that. Yeah, and it was released on those like the year. I've seen like DVD covers where it advertised that Paul Rudd's in it. Never mind Bradley Cooper, Amy Poehler, the cast, Molly Shannon, like David Hyde Pierce, all great. Janine Garofalo. I love um, David Elizabeth Hyde Banks. Pierce. <laughs> David Hyde Pierce and his, yeah. his stupid little background comedy moment with Janine Garofalo is like waving to him, and he's, he goes to wave and he pours coffee down. So it's like, oh, Janine's like. <laughs> and I said, maybe you can talk to the kids about it. He goes, no, <laughs> I said no, and then I'm, he's just fine with it. I thought they were going to reveal that he was a paedophile as it went along. Oh, no, no. There's actually... There is a story in the prequel that explains why he hates kids. Oh. It's great. Fair enough. I haven't got to that point yet. I can't believe it. for the Netflix got all the people back. For the, yeah. There's... Um, I'm not going to spoil what happens, but the, at the end, Bradley Cooper, I don't think he's in the last episode. Yeah. Because it gets to a point where there's someone wearing a balaclava that says... Hey, I'm I'm Chet. I'm still here, guys. <laughs> it looks nothing. I mean, he's a black guy under the balaclava. Nice. It's meant to still be Bradley Cooper. I just think that's um that film where America Summer has like the hottest love scene ever, like hottest sex scene ever in a film. <laughs> where American Summer. Oh. Uh, Bradley Cooper and the other guy. Yeah, yeah. If you like to see two men just like fully going straight up each, it's, it's sweaty and passionate. Up against a tree, isn't it? No, in a cabin. Uh. In a cabin, yeah. Because Bradley Cooper said that was the best kiss he ever had yeah. in the film. <laughs> they have another one in the new one. I, oh, I think sweet. I think Bradley Cooper might be a lad. Yeah. And Michael Ian Black is definitely he's he's a pretty cool guy. Yeah. He directed Run Fat Boy Run, didn't he? No, Did no, he? no, it's David Schwimmer. Yeah, he David wrote Schwimmer, it. Yeah. But yeah, watch it if you haven't seen. It. If you want a culty thing, and uh, you know, and you you like Napoleon Dynamite, maybe and those sort of slackery things, and you like something that's got really like odd sense of humour. More rats. Empire Records got way more structure to it though. 
Yeah, it's it? better character work. Rex it's got Manning more consistent. Doesn't really pay off, does it? <laughs> but it's got Empire Records is very much a character thing. Whereas yeah. Where Hot American Summer isn't. It's you know they're not particularly strong characters. They're just archetypes being played out. Yeah. Have you noticed the one person who looks like they've aged between the original and the new one? Is <laughs> um, the main guy, in, yeah. Michael Showalter. Michael Showalter. Yeah. Who uh, he did Michael Michael with Michael Ian Black, didn't he? Did he? He did a series. Yeah. yeah. It was really funny. Um, but yeah, he is. Yeah, he's aged a lot. He hasn't, he's aged a lot. Yeah. He's eaten half of the old <laughs> cast. <laughs> the, the new series has got uh, what's her face in it, and the uh, what's her name? The one who plays his girlfriend in it. Oh, uh, Lake Bell. Yeah, yeah, lovely looking lady. How how sad is it that they didn't use? You know, um, is it Richard Armitage? No, um, Armisan, Fred Armisan. Mm-hmm. The guy from Portlandia. Don't I didn't watch Portlandia. Um, well, basically, he's he's like he's in a lot of things as a background character. And he's always playing like foreign, foreign yeah. people. I am so disappointed they didn't get him in as that role for the guy with the threesome. Because oh, the, the guy for the threesome looks like guy. a handsome guy. Yeah. And I was like, this isn't funny because he's a good-looking guy who could probably find himself in that situation. He's just acting like a dick throughout the situation. If you had someone like Fred Armisen, who could be like, I'm so cultured and I'm, I've been to many very, very different places. And he just looks a bit like a frog. <laughs> I'd like that. But yeah. Give it a watch. Yeah. If you want some culty film action that you don't get to see often. It's quite silly, isn't it? Yeah, it's silly. Silly. It's a bit... It's silly. It's a bit like uh, Wayne's World. It's non-tangential. Gen- Tangenital. Tangenital. Oh. You love genitals. Anyway, you should review the next thing. My I'm first... I'm boiling. Oh, it's so warm. My first... Don't... Keep your clothes on. My oh. first review this week is going to be the Adam Sandler classic... Pixels. Oh, you don't want to save that till the end? No, because oh. I need to get out of this hatred I have for a man I've never met. So anyway, Adam Sandler's Pixels is the story of Adam Sandler playing a TV installation and repairman who, upon There's losing... never been a good film starring a cable guy as the main character, apart from the cable guy. He wasn't starring, he was a side character. Cable Guy is the main no, character. Matthew Broderick was the main character. The film's called The Cable Guy. Yeah, the film's titled after a character in the film. That's happened. Look at Harvey. The main character wasn't Harvey, was it? Harvey's not in the film. He is technically <laughs> in the film. There is an actor playing a character called Harvey in that movie. Anyway, pictures of the story of Adam Sandler all grown up. He's roughly around 60 now? He's 50. 50? Yeah, he just looks way older. Okay, so Adam Sandler, a 50-year-old man, is installing TVs and things like that, and he wonders why his life is going so miserably. At first, it felt a lot like Paul Blart Mall Cop 2, which initially starts off with Paul Blart having everything that he loves ripped away from him except his daughter, which makes him like a vicious harpy that just grabs onto her and just says, I'm not letting you go, and takes her on holiday with him and just becomes this overbearing bastard. He kidnaps a child. He doesn't know it's his daughter. Oh. Technically, you still kidnap a daughter. Yeah, you can kidnap your own child exactly. if you haven't got custody. But anyway, he does have custody. He's the only person left in her life. His, his grandmother is killed by an ice cream truck, and his wife leaves him within a week of marrying him. Oh. In the beginning of Paul Blart, more cop two could have been the, like a tragic. Well, I thought we were talking film. about pixels. If you stretched out Paul Blart, more cop two. For that first 15 minutes into an hour and a half, it would be a tragedy. <laughs> it wouldn't be... But you're talking about Pixels. But now I'm talking about Pixels. So we're going back to Pixels. What was you saying about... Was that all Paul Blart Mulcott? I apologise, it wasn't Paul Blart Mulcott. So um, we open up and we see um, a group of young friends um, and one person who's... Don't describe the film. <laughs> okay. So we, we start with a group of... I'm going to just do a brief synopsis. A uh, group of friends who are all very good at video games. 
they have worked out a rhythm, they keep saying, to the video games, and that's how they win. And they love them, and they, they are basically, they are bonded by this. Um, one day, Adam Sandler is meant to be winning this video game championship, but he loses by a hair's breadth to Peter Dinklage's character, a younger actor playing Peter Dinklage, um, who's like a cocky, cocksure, taking pictures of girls. Cocky and, cock. Yeah. Um, and uh, and <clears throat> he never gets over it. So he cut to him, a 50-year-old divorcee, who uh, who no longer has contact with his children and is living in a very sad, decrepit neighbourhood. He goes to the house of Michelle Monaghan. Moynihan. Moynihan. And uh, installs a 85-inch 3D 4K plasma TV, which is an exciting possible. Who makes it? I don't know, they don't say. Um, but uh, what? he's installing the this TV. This is Adam Sandler film. I was film. expecting it to be a Sony. Yeah, who he's, makes he's it? Probably Sony. There must have been, it must have said the name. No, I didn't. But, um, they didn't Did he say the price? They didn't name drop the PS4. They were so close to dropping the price. Ah. They didn't. But um, anyway, so it's revealed that she is recently going through a divorce and she's bought all these presents for her son using the father's money to try and get back at him and also just to alleviate some of the pain of losing his parents and their relationship, so on and so forth. She's crying in a cupboard. Adam Sandler goes in and he goes to talk to her and he's like, look, I know everything's sad. Sometimes I cry. I just don't do it in cupboards. <laughs> really, really sad some of these lines. This film sounds horrible already. It is pretty bad. Um, so anyway, so he's sitting in the cupboard and he, it's a massive cupboard. It's like the size of my bedroom. Yeah, American cupboards are. But, um, but anyway, so he's talking to her and he's like, he, he thinks they're having a moment and he goes to kiss her. She rebuffs him. And he turns around and As says... As should. He's the cable guy. Exactly. She she rebuffs him and he turns around and says, says oh, it's because I've not a yacht. I've not got a yacht. I'm not in a yacht right now. And that's why you don't love me. And I think he's trying to make a point about money. But money's never mentioned. That shouldn't be the point. He's a yeah. guy who just came to install a TV. And also, she is an attractive woman in her mid-30s. He is a hideous man in his 50s. Of course she's going to rebuff him. She can instantly do better. Like, and he's not rich. Chances, I mean, if he was rich, chances are that if you were in a situation where you could kiss Adam Sandler or walk out the door and kiss the first person that comes into your comes into contact with you, it's gonna be the first person that comes into contact with you because you've got a seventy to eighty percent chance they're gonna be better looking and younger. And you won't have to deal with that Jewish nonsense. So, oh, shut up, you racist. Anyway, so <laughs> cut back to pixels. Turns out Michelle Monaghan is uh, is like a high up in the military. And she is working with a president played by Kevin James. What's her role in the military? She's like a she's like a technician. And she couldn't install her own TV. Yeah, that, right. When you're rich, you don't. <sighs> Fuck it's, just how, it's just how we live our lives. Um, <laughs> so she she basically turns around. And she's like she's like yeah, I work for the military. I know Kevin James. And they have like this. What what he seems to think is witty banter is him just throwing cruel jokes at people in a room. He's like, oh shut up, granddad. Oh oh, who who are you? L- little Miss, oh, you're you're all snobby. He calls her snobby because she wouldn't kiss him. He's like, oh, you snobby. Oh, you're too too good for me. Yes, Adam Sandler. Thank you for repeatedly pointing out a fact. It's not an opinion. The only person who's good enough for Adam Sandler is his twin sister Jill. No, Kevin Jack James. And Jill. Kevin James and Adam Sandler could have a lovely relationship. They yeah. seem to genuinely want to butt fuck each they other. They did. In... And they actually chucking. No, that was just that was one hour and 40 minute long excuse for gay jokes at the expense of gay people yeah. Nick Swarsden's in this anyway do you almost vomit at the mention of Nick Swarsden yeah <laughs> so anyway so uh, yeah so Adam Sandler blah blah blah, blah just sh- he ends up having to use his video game skills to fight aliens which doesn't make any fucking sense because he is about as physically they're following the rules of the field of the eight, he eight is about physic- he's about as physically fit as a fucking turd wrapped in tinfoil do you remember that episode of Futurama he's exactly the same as the episode of Futurama which is better yeah much better 
So, um, so anyway, so he ends up saving the day and winning the heart of Michelle Moynihan, despite the fact that... Moynihan again, again. Yeah, just despite the fact that that shouldn't happen. And the, as you expect, there's like a bunch of jokes at the expense of old people, young people, gay people. Wait, there's jokes? Straight people. Sexist comments. There's tons of sexist comments. Like the whole... The way that he wins the heart of Michelle Moynihan is that he repeatedly calls her snobby, tells her that she is, you know, she's a dick and he's just horrible to her. And then she's like... Oh, he's a big, strong man who saves the day. Of course I'm in love. No, Michelle Monaghan. Hey, do why she knows the president, for God's sake. Exactly. Just fuck Kevin James. He's a fucking moron anyway. Um, <laughs> he probably wouldn't even need to fuck Kevin James. He just needs to give him food. Hmm. He'd be like, I'll marry you. So, yeah. Oh, there's so much underutilised talent in here as well. Josh Gad. Josh Gad isn't isn't funny in a lot of things, but he's done good movies. Like You, you have a look at things like Love and Other Drugs. It's actually a really good film. Not seen it. He's in that. It's got love in the title. I can't watch it. Look at Frozen. He's He's been in one of the highest grossing movies of all time and he chooses to do fucking pixels. Peter Dinklage from Game of Thrones. One of the most treasured uh, actors Peter in Dinklage America. from the freaking railway the station agent. agent. Yeah, station agent. Yeah, yeah. good try. Yeah. <laughs> he's... And tiptoes. He is Tip-toes. a great <laughs> actor. He is a great actor and he's in this shit. Like, tripe. He's the only one as well. He's, Do you know how good the, an actor he is? He's the only person who smiles in the whole film. Do you know how good an actor he is? How good? He's been deleted from Destiny. Yeah, he got removed <laughs> from Destiny. I think it's because he didn't want to do the download content. They were just like, well, we're going to have to change the voice in the main game now. It wasn't. It, to be honest, his delivery wasn't great anyway. But no. I don't think the lines were very good. No. No. But anyway, Wizard so, came from the moon. I didn't really... I just turned the sound off on Destiny. I was like, I've heard of million laser noises and alien grunts. I don't need more of this. <laughs> you, went just, you just watched a film that's just million laser noises. Yeah, and monster grunts. <laughs> I don't want to watch. I don't want to play Destiny here again. Um, oh, Destiny's a cunt. Anyway, so um, so yeah, Pixels. It's just not a great film. It's not a good film in any way, shape, or form. It's a lot it's of it's racist. Chris Columbus, for God's sake, makes no sense. Um, there's useless sections that don't need to be in there. It's a waste of talent. Even Nick Swarsden can be funny. If you've ever listened to Doug Benson's comment like podcast or watch Reno Nine Eleven. Hmm. Yeah. Either of those situations, you're going to be finding Nick Swarsden in his element, but he's been dragged into this, this group of friends, including Adam Sandler, and they've somehow fucking put their tumours inside of him, made him fucking just one of the gang. Nick Swarsden, get away. Get away before they suck every ounce of you from your body <sighs> and ruin your fucking life. Yeah, you should warn him, because I always felt like when I met Ron Have you Perlman, seen Grandma's Boy? No. Grandma's Boy's not a bad film. Yeah. It's quite funny. That's one about got, the tester, isn't it? That's yeah. not even slightly remotely like... No, it's nothing like testing. the actual testing. It's <laughs> actually not a bad film, though. If you're drunk and all stoned, it is a great watch. Hmm. Or if, like me, you're playing Batman... No, when I, when I used to work at EA, they kept bringing that film up, but I never got around to watching it. If you've ever if you've ever played Batman Arkham Knight and you've been stuck on the bit where you have to fight like 60 Jokers on the hardest difficulty setting... That's a good hour of my life. Counter, 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 counter. Oh, no, counter, I just, I just had uh, Grandma's Boy in the background. Yeah. I, was just, I did fine. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, Pixels... This is this, this isn't even an Adam Sandler. This is below Adam Sandler. This is Adam Sandler if he accidentally wiped his ass with something other than toilet paper and decided that that was what he was going to loosely adapt into a script. That's after what he does. Watching an episode of Futurama. Did he? Does he ruin any careers in this film? Like he did. Sean Bean's in it. He doesn't die. What? Yeah. That's not right. I know. That can't be right. Sean Bean's in it, and he's probably the only one who's acting. <laughs> um, but yeah, like. There's a scene in which um, Josh Gad turns to a woman who's from a video game, apparently. Turns to a woman and says, like, oh, I love you. You shouldn't attack me. I, I'm, I'm madly in love with you. 
And then he leans in to kiss her, and she's just instantly won over by a fucking sweaty, mid-40s fucking comedian with massive glasses and no appeal. It's like... like, She acts like he's fucking Mick Jagger from the 60s, and his dick's made of fucking ecstasy. It's ridiculous. And then then at the end, he's like... He's complaining. He's like, oh, my lady's gone. The woman that I met... And then immediately disgraced her fucking society... No, like, just... uh, Just sexist. Women don't just fall over at every schlubby idiot that goes up to him and goes, I love you, I absolutely adore you, you're so fucking great. And, like, the woman doesn't doesn't even realise what kind of film she's in, because in the interviews for it, I watched some of these because I was interested. <laughs> and she, she turns around and she says, oh, yeah, I'm this strong, kick-ass character who's, you know, I just wanted to give girls, like, someone to look up to. Is she actually a character? She's wearing a skimpy dress, she doesn't talk, and she just fights with swords. And she falls in love with Josh Gad because he turns around and says, I'll protect you, and then immediately falls behind uh, her for her to protect him. fuck's sake. And at the end, at the end, spoilers! Cuba is given to them as a trophy. They get given a trophy every time they win something. They get the duck hunt dog. They oh, get Cuba. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, uh, and at the end, he's like, he's like, oh, but Cuba's still around. Where's Lady? Where's the woman that I fell in love with? And then the aliens change the woman into Cuba. Why? Sorry, they change Cuba into the woman. Wrong way around. And then he gets to fuck Cuba. As a woman. Why does Cuba turn into a woman? So that he can fuck his trophy because he's won the day. By being a fucking useless cunt. Ugh. And then guess what? Guess what? There's like a. There's like you a, can't just give someone a trophy. And you can't, you can't give a person be... as a fucking trophy. Yeah. It's not Game of Thrones. He's not Carl Drogo. He has no physical ability mm. in the real world. He's just a fucking. Josh Gad, what are you doing? You were that snowman. I didn't even like Frozen. I thought that was better than this shit. And I had to hear that song like a billion times. I fucking despise that song. I remember listening to that for oh, fucking ten years in a row. The kids downstairs were constantly just singing the one line. Yeah. Because that's all the kids know. They just know, let it go, 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 let it go. So anyway, so yeah, Josh yeah. Gad, save yourself. Nick Swarsden, don't don't let this be you. You're better <laughs> than this. I like you in Reno 911. You're funny on Doug Benson's podcast. What's wrong? What's happened? Let's have a dialogue. They got given Adam Sandler money. Yeah. Yeah, they, they found out about that Hollywood accounting. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, it's it's shit. It's tripe. Don't don't watch it. Your turn. Oh right. Well, I suppose I should review lots of video games because I haven't really watched much in the way of films the last couple of Go weeks. For it. So I'm going to start off my video you game. You haven't seen Fantastic Four? No. I've heard it truly lives up to the name Four. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I have got somewhere around here? <laughs> I've got, um, Roger Corman. Yeah, I've got a DVD copy of it. Yeah, I've got a DVD copy yeah. of it. I'm hoping they bring it on Blu-ray so I can get a shitty transfer on Blu-ray dead. <laughs> it's a classic. It is. It's actually just, just watchable. It is watchable. And it's, it's, better terrible. Than the, it's better than the ones from the Tim 90s, Story the ones, 20, yeah. 2005, yeah. Yeah, the only one of the um, Tim Story one, I quite like that they got the Silver Surfer quite right. Oh, yeah, Silver Surfer one. was great. Yeah, the rest that. of that film. Galactus was shit. Yeah. Fantastic Four was shit. The whole film. Was who shit. who turns around and goes, "Oh, the thing! This giant rock monster, made out of of space rocks, needs to be a prosthetic creation." <laughs> I like that they tried. It should have been a mixture, but um, in the Michael new one, checklist. Apparently, the new one, his voice is just Jamie Bell's voice. He doesn't have a gravelly voice or anything. And uh, the best part is, it's clobbering time, is what his brother used to say to him before he beat him up. I've heard the beginning of that film is actually really good. Nah, doubtful. Really? And I've heard there's like a body horror thing to the whole movie. Probably not. 
That's downstairs, the rattling noise. It's probably not coming out of the mic. You're reacting to stuff that people can't see oh, or hear. Sorry. sorry, guys. Right. So, yeah, so you review your thing. My game. I'm going to start with um, a game I got playing the other day. I got gifted a copy of uh, the Stanley Parable. From who? Um, one of the guys on Game Facts. Oh. How's it going, guys? Um, hey, Phil. Look, I, I thought I'd do a video of it and I uh, thought I'd do like a half hour quick little video and end up playing it for two hours, <laughs> which was a fun 21 gigabyte video to render and. And download Did and you install. Did not record an FLV for easier? No, dude. I record at 50 friggin megabits per second. I get the only the highest quality. <laughs> only, only the finest <laughs> yeah. quality. Spare no expense. Ah. Um, but yes, yeah, Sandy Parable is a game where it's basically about narrative design and the effect of player control on narrative design and how there's like a natural conflict between telling a, a story with a beginning, middle and end and playing a game like you can't ask someone to be interactive experience and not expect them to pull up questions when things aren't right like for example you play Bioshock Infinite and it tells this big old flashy intelligent storyline and the gameplay is literally Wolfenstein like not even advanced Wolfenstein it's Wolfenstein the first original game because you're literally just shooting everything until its head explodes and then you know the moment that ends you know, in Bioshock Infinite, you get like Elizabeth going, "Oh my god, such violence! I can't hang around you anymore." And then she'll joke about opening a door. Yeah, like it's like you can't. It's this the thing with narrative design. That's what Standing Parable is kind of about: is that conflict of interests. And if you follow the instructions that the game gives you, you'll finish it in like four minutes. Mm. Um, but then, and if you just, start breaking the rules and going your own way, you break the game. You inter- interact with weird environments. You you sort of encourage to go and try new things out, and the new things might not even do anything. Mm. Like you might end up just walking into a closet and standing in there. I liked the. Um, did you see the pre-release version of this? The demo they did. Yeah. No, um, yeah, I remember seeing Game Grumps and Game Traders play. It was like for behind it. the scenes of what was happening in yeah. the main game. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it's it's a brilliantly designed game. I'm not sure how many endings I still need to find on it. Um, I found oh, the confusion no. engine. I found the whiteboard ending the other day. Mm. Um, the fact it's an escape pod. Just the standing parable written on a whiteboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's in the door. You have to open. I think you have to click on a certain set of doors. Um, I did the achievement that was on there where you have to click on one of the doors five times and then he makes you run around the building <laughs> clicking on all sorts of doors. He's like, now tap on the copier machine. <laughs> now click on this door 50 times. Go on, Stanley. We're almost there. Um, but yeah, it's got a narrator constantly playing over it and he sort of realized, the narrator realizes that you're not Stanley. You're a player. Um, Stanley just does whatever he's told, but you. Uh, making your own decisions and it goes in some really weird directions like you end up in like the beta build of the game um, at one point it chucks you into different games entirely like you end up in um, I was in Minecraft for a bit and he built a house and then he said I'm bored of this game now and dropped you off in Portal <laughs> it was just like, really weird but um, this is a really nice little narrative design game it's really clever there's a lot of this going on now um, things like the Magic Circle similar thing is all about like narrative designing games I'm not um, one of them PC gamers, so I don't know why I need these. You are. PC, you console gaming peasant. Yeah. Gross. Yep. You make me sick. I remember that when I'm playing my PS4 or Xbox One. You would have a PS4. I do. If, when do you get a PS4? Oh, I've already got one in the house. It's in the living room. No, it's not yours. Though, it's is. on my TV. No, it's not Xbox mine. Xbox One. You know, I still play Bloodborne on it. Yeah, I'll play um those games at sixty frames per second, thanks. Bloodborne, you won't, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That'll come out on PC. <laughs> um, but yeah, Sunny Parable's a really interesting game. It'll it'll run fine on any PC because it's really a like Source it. Engine too. Yeah, it's a really old thing. Um, and I think it's one that's quite interesting. I think 
it couldn't be done again. I don't think anyone can go and rip off the same idea. You have to do something different. And that Magic Circle is a similar thing, but done very differently. Mm-hmm. That's a game that people should try. Yeah. Um, but Stanley Parable's really good. Like, if you can get I it, really like get it. it. Mm-hmm. Like, a really clever little game. It was it's... based on an old mod from years ago. I remember the mod yeah. years and years ago. Um, the only thing that disappointed me is I couldn't actually just sit there and press the buttons on the keyboard. I was kind of hoping I could uh, play Stanley's job. <laughs> for a while, oh, well, like, like, um... where he's told what button to press and for how long, and I just want to do that. <laughs> but um, yeah, excellent game. Give it a look. Yeah, I really like that game. Yeah, it's really cheap now as well. Yeah, like yeah, two quid. It's always in sales on Steam. Yeah. <sighs> my review. That was a cider burp. Right. You review the next thing. Um, I bought Shadow Warrior for the Xbox One for seven pounds, and mm. it is a game. Ah. Uh, it's a first-person shoot-em-up based on an older game that was also a first-person shoot-em-up. And uh, it's fun. It's. I wouldn't say that it needs to be on next-gen. You don't need to have a next-gen console. I think it's on Xbox 360 as well, isn't it? Is it a download? I don't know. It was on PS3. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But I mean, I don't think this necessarily benefits from the next-gen visuals very much. Um, but in terms of what it is, it's it's fairly long. Big levels. Or at least, well, medium-sized level, I'd say, compared to some games like Halo, it's medium-sized levels. But, you know, it's... all it's, guns and sword games. It's guns it? and swords, yeah. You start out, when you meet your character, the first thing he's doing is singing uh, The Touch. <laughs> yeah. Along to his radio. And uh, and then... Because retro. Because retro. And then you walk <laughs> through a massive um, sort of Japanese dojo slash temple. Hmm. And then, uh, and then from there, it's all drug-filled nightmares with like demons and and people and stuff. Just you know, it's a lot. It, it was made by the same studio that made Duke Nukem, 3D Realms. The original one was yeah, yeah. and um, and this one. The original is, one's very similar sort of game as Duke yeah. Nukem. It's right. just like in the streets yeah. and stuff, isn't it? Actually, I think the original might have been on Sega Saturn, possibly. Hmm. Um, but anyway, so uh, yeah, it's a really good game. It's very cheap now. Um, again, ne- not necessarily needs needs the next gen power to do anything. Um, but it's still fun, still really, really fun, and really cheap, which is nice. So I'd give it a... It's a um, bit quick. I'd give it a Jason Statham. Oh, it was only on PC, the original version. Oh, really? But there is a version on iOS. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. yeah, I'd give it a Jason Statham. It's, uh, you know, it's there, if ever you want that sort of thing. It feels a very specific niche. The original game, although violent, the game emphasised tongue-in-cheek humour and contained some sexual themes. Yeah, there's like you can find women, like two D women. Oh in, shit! In like in like eight uh, bit style. No, it wouldn't be eight bit, would it? It'd be like there was novels made for it. Oh really? Yeah, it's incredible. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's my review. On to you. Ant. That was a bit quick. Sorry, buddy. Fuck's sake! Right, I'm going to review a game that all the cool kids are playing. You're yep. not. Um, called yep. Rocket League. Yeah, I have not played this. Choo, 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 choo. I'm especially like the whistle. Was that like a ticker like, tape? Yeah, you know the whole like thing. Like, do, 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 yeah. like radio waves. That thing. Like, like, yeah. It's a game where you play football with cars. The cars kind of look like little remote control cars, but they're meant to be full-sized. Um, it's really, really, really fun. It's ridiculous. It's just, it's got that, like good multiplayer gameplay should have a certain element of anything can happen. Like things can go wrong, physics can go crazy, and stuff like that. And that's what this does really well because you're bouncing the ball around all over the place, you're crashing into each other every time you hit someone. They get launched all over the place. You know, mm. hit the boy, you can go sky high. Um, you can drive up the the arenas like uh, 
box and you yeah. can run up the walls and go on the ceiling That's cool. and drop down. Um, you can jump with the car, do flips. Like You can try and knock the ball sideways by doing a sideways flip into it and stuff like that. Okay. So you can head the ball. Yeah. Get heady. Um, heady. Yeah, but it's um, when you it's play cool. online, you mostly yeah. play three on three. You can play a mode that's got four on four, which is like crazy because the um, arenas aren't quite big enough for it. Yeah, but um, the, the minute to minute gameplay is just like constantly thrilling as you're trying to race to smack the ball around and try and knock other people out of the way. If you go fast enough with the turbo boost, you can blow the enemies up and nice. the other players. Um, really nicely designed game. The multiplayer's excellent. Like all around, I haven't even bothered playing single player boss the tutorial to figure out how to do the jumps uh, and stuff. Single player now, if you're not going to add in single player, that's actually a campaign. Just don't. Yeah, it's got like don't. a season mode to play through, and you can choose if you want to play one v one or up to four v four in it. But um, the 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 gameplay is just so much fun because you never know how it's going to go. It can be all over the place. You can win games where you've been behind for a while and stuff mm. like that. Um, the game has a bit of a problem with people quitting in. Um, ranked games yeah. if you're not in ranked then it will just fill the slot with someone else ah. and I kind of think they should just do that in ranked games um, give them a penalty for joining the game midway through maybe or something mm. but but then again you don't get a choice of whether or not you're joining that but I don't know why people are quitting the game each round lasts like 5-6 minutes yeah. to play through um, depending on how many goals there are and I'm involved lots of goals not really <laughs> um, I've chucked a few videos up on the YouTube channel so you can check them out just random gameplay I might do a proper one eventually but um it's just a hell of a lot of fun. It's it's taking the old street racer football mode that was in that soccer mode in Street Racer from the SNES oh, yeah. Yeah. and just like ramping it up and making it silly. Um, they, I didn't realise it was a sequel to Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket Powered Battle Cars that was on the PS3. Alright, so it's a sequel to another game. Yeah, ah. which never really, that game never really took off too much. Okay, It's got a cult following. But um, one thing that game had this one doesn't is the arenas aren't well different things. Like they have um, one arena on the original one, which was a pirate ship and stuff. And it had raised parts. Okay. So I'm kind of wondering if they're going to add that later. Um, they are adding like constantly adding free download content. About there's not like a season pass for it or anything. No, no. They're just going to release. They're going to release the odd pack, which will be a couple of cars and some decals and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but the main bonus is always going to be the free downloads. Always going to be the arenas that will be oh, free, right. so everyone can play them and. Yeah. All that sort of stuff. But um, it's really nice. looks really good on PC, I think. Mm. I think it's got that really nice, clean style. Um, like all the grass everywhere and all this sort of stuff. And the nice little effects going on. And when you, One of the things that's really cool in the game, I think it's a really nice little design thing, because it gives you that little feeling of fun, is when someone scores a goal, the ball blows up and anyone nearby gets launched through the air. <laughs> so if you're near the goal and you've, barely, you've failed to stop the ball going in, you'll get launched across the map. That's pretty good. Which is quite fun. Yeah. Um, you've got all sorts of nice controls, like flipping the cars around in mid-air and all this sort of stuff. It is acrobatic as hell. Yeah. Um, but I highly recommend it. It's on PlayStation Network, and it was free for a while, but they that's finished now. I think that's last month, yeah. Yeah, it finished on, on August 4th, and we're recording this on the 8th, so f- shit out of luck, son. Sorry, guys. But I would say... It's a multiplayer game and it's well worth the 15 it's quid. Is it eight, 15 quid? I thought it was like £8. No, it's four ninety nine, fourteen ninety nine. Ah, that's um, still not too bad. But it's, it's well worth it. I've, it's one of those games, like every now and again, it's been a long time since I've been properly addicted to a multiplayer game. Probably the last time was maybe Battlefield Bad Company 2. Titanfall. Titanfall, Titanfall a little bit, but Titanfall I'm never so, hooked me in the same way. So addicted to Titanfall. I'm still playing it every so often. Yeah, but it's so much fun because it's got, like Battlefield has, that random shit that can happen without you realising it. There's always those moments where you're like, what? Yeah. Or like, you know, when you're playing it and suddenly a tank falls out of the sky because someone blew it up the other side of the map. Like, yeah. 
you know, just this this sort of thing that can happen. You can be like millimeters away from smacking the ball, and someone will sideswipe you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've had goals scored where I hit the ball, not even realised the things bounced into the goal, and everyone else has just failed to hit it. It's, nice. it's just like rolled in. I remember Battlefield um, Battlefield Three was it? no Battlefield Two Bad Company as well. Yeah. So last time I had um, like there was like a fully destructible environment. Yeah, because new ones don't really do it, do they? And I remember the jungle level with the radio tower on one end, mm. and you've got the small cabin oh, yeah, on the yeah. other end on a hill, and it's slightly sl- a slightly smaller hill than the other side. And you go into the cabin, and there's always a sniper in the cabin. I remember I ran all the way around the edge of one of the maps going to this cabin, and as I got in the cabin, the guy had already run out the door, was looking in the window at me, <laughs> and just going like. <laughs> By and then C4 the whole of the video. You son of a bitch. I used to um, do lots of jihad jeeps on that. Oh, you mean quad quad mobbing? No, no, no. What is it called? Uh, Quad bombing. That's the politically correct name for it, mate. (laughs) That's that's the name I've always called it. Stick bombs on the jeep and drive into people. Yeah, you stick C4 on a a quad bike and you roll the quad bike down a hill. You don't even need to go fast at it. You just need to get it halfway down, jump out and roll down into a tank. And the tank will be like, what's that that's hit me? Oh, no. Yeah, I love Battlefield. Mm. But, um, yeah, Rocket League is awesome. They have said they're going to definitely bring it to other consoles. The reason why it's only on PS4 and Xbox and PC at first is because there are only, like, 12 people working on the game. Yeah. Like, 8 to 12 people at a time. Well, if it's on PC, then Microsoft will help them port it over if they yeah. agree but to one of the great things is um, the console, the PC and PS4 versions play against each other. They share the same servers, so you can have oh, right. so, so it's, cross-platform um... play. Yeah. Really? So it makes me think if they do port it to Xbox One, it probably won't have that. No, it might do. Well, the thing is, they're probably not going to let Xbox One players play against PS3. No, they will. It would just be fucking massive. Yeah, but... If they make a game... I think Microsoft and Sony are going to happily agree to that. Yeah, they will. Because you've got to remember, right, if you can have a game... And they'll probably sponsor servers together as well. Because <laughs> if you can... If you can, if you have a game that people can play cross-platform... Hmm. You've got an infinite stream of revenue. I think it would do a lot on PS on Xbox, even without it, though. There's oh, no. Generally, can, about 100 some odd thousand people playing online at once. Yeah. If I could play against someone on a PS4, I'd love to just hear the venom they spit out of me. <laughs> oh. I turned off the microphone. Screw that. No, I'd have it on full. I'd be like, <laughs> duh, duh, playing classical music in the background. But yeah, it's uh, it's brilliant. Well yeah. worth playing. And it's got split screen. Oh, that's Four nice. player split screen, man. Do you know that um, that Call of Duty has two player? Uh, yeah, no one ever plays it. I do. We used to do um, cage matches on oh, two players. I, I do the zombies. Do you? Just me yeah. and my sister play. No, we used to always uh, run around just like in the little tiny arenas. Yeah. The ones the, I remember the ones with the cargo, the the shipping crates, mm. and you just go around with knives. Yeah, you have a knife match and you have a shotgun match, mm. and you have a you have like the final match is just free for all. Ah, oh, good times. Well, yeah. Good times. You review something, you penis. Um, I bought a TV. You mighty morphing power penis. I upgraded my TV. Oh, you're reviewing a TV? I'm reviewing my TV. What TV is it? It's a Panasonic 48AX630. No, oh, I was going to ask you what the model number was. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so my <laughs> Philips TV was great. I was very happy with it, but um, I had a couple of problems. It was more a TV. It wasn't a good TV for gaming. No. It was very sharp. <laughs> it was very sharp when it came to PCs and using it as a monitor. But when you went to gaming, there was judder, there is some tearing, um, and things like Fallout. Mm. Fallout is a great game to check stutter because that tiny crosshair in the middle, you'll see it as you turn. It'll be multiples. So, um, so I upgraded. I was looking online. I wanted to go 4K, so I bought the Panasonic. It's a 4K telly. Oh, um, it's got smart TV and all that stuff in it. Um, it's very nice. 
Anything you put in that's 1080p it upscales to 4K, so films are great. See, the thing with that is it's going to mess, it's going to add processing to it. It is, and it it'll is. add lag to games. So gaming, you can turn it off. I've got yeah, you can have custom settings. So I've got custom profiles for gaming and things like that, and yeah. it changes. You can there's seven pages of settings, <laughs> and you can save individual profiles for every setting. So it's really cool. Um, but I've um, I've gone for a few tests on it. I played um, Call of Duty last night. Um, I jumped into a game and, and I did very well. I played uh, Timefall, which did very well. Um, Battlefield, not so much, but Battlefield, um, I had a couple of issues on Battlefield 4, which I'm still surprised is happening. Yeah. Uh, but I had a few issues with vehicles popping in and out. Yeah, that's Battlefield 4 for you. Yeah. So I tried Battlefield Tested Hardline. Tested in Romania. Um, Battlefield Hardline. That's where my job went. <laughs> um, Battlefield Hardline wasn't as bad. wasn't mm. as bad, but still there's there was a couple of texture pop-out moments. And I got sniped unfairly because of Battlefield so. games are a mess these days. Yeah, there's a couple of issues with spawn points on Battlefield Hardline still, so I'm probably going to avoid that. Oddly enough, not so many on Call of Duty: Advanced Warfare, which was weird for me. Hmm. I've not had a I've not had a smooth game on on Call of Duty: Advanced Warfare yeah. in a very long time. Not since they first put it on, and uh, and I had a really smooth game the other night. It was really good. Smooth was it? Rob Thomas smooth. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So <laughs> Rob Thomas from Matchbook Matchbook Twenty from that episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia yeah. <laughs> with Sinbad. With Sinbad, you got the wounds of Christ in your boy. Um, he's gonna beat you to death with his shoes. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, it's um, it's really good, especially um, films. I don't have any 4K content at this moment in time. No, you probably won't. No. Not for a while. Not for a little while. Um, um, YouTube's got some 4K 60 frames per second video. I've watched a couple obviously. of YouTube bits. Yeah. Um, I also, internet can handle it. I played Fallout 3 and yeah. Fallout New Vegas. I played those in 4K for a little bit. Yeah. Um, it doesn't take much to run them. No, not know. those ones, no. I took an i7. I got an i7 processor, 2 gig DDR5, graphics card, 16 gig of RAM. Yeah. Ran it fine. Yeah. Um, and that was really, it was actually really nice looking. Oddly nice looking. Because those games have always been, I played them on the Xbox 360. I never played them on PC. Yeah. So when you play them on PC and you bump up the texture packs and stuff like that, it looks great. The Xbox um, version was kind of ugly. Shit, shit. They're all kind of ugly, but it's... But on PC it was really nice looking. Yeah. Um, and... Try Rage. Yeah. <laughs> and then I um, and then I watched um, two Blu-rays. I watched Guardians of the Galaxy and Interstellar. <sighs> Guardians of the Galaxy is incredible. Yeah. It's um, it's a film... W- we know that. With upscaling, um, it's ridiculous. It it was just so sharp. It looks like a 4K piece. It doesn't of do all that bloody motion, true motion. No, nonsense. Does it no, turn that no, shit. Doesn't off. have anything like that. It has intelligent frame creation. Yeah, turn that shit off. I've turned turned that off. But for films, you can actually turn it on, and it gives you just the same same. There's no post processing, and really nice feature that I've never had on TV before. You put in a 24 frames per second film like um, Predator mm. or um, Commando or Robocop, the original Robocop. I've got the remastered editions of all of those films. Yeah. You put those on and it automatically goes 24K. <laughs> it's like 24 hertz. And there's 1080p, 24 hertz. And it's got the upscaling and it looks incredible. Nice. There's no dip in frame rates. It all looks as it should look. It looks like you're watching a fucking film print version of those films and it's great. It's really happy with that. And even so, you're um, giving me the TV. Yeah? No, I'm keeping the TV. Um, but I'm really happy Cunt with it. Um, I'm I'm usually an early adopter to technology, but it's been two years since 4K was first released, so I'm a little bit behind. I'll just wait until it comes back around. You reckon? Yeah, technology is cyclical, yeah, man. Yeah, it'll come back around. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to what the future may hold. For now, it it is just TV for watching Blu-rays and playing games. So I don't know how it does for TV. Um, but I have watched a few things through the inbuilt Netflix app. 
and sharp as hell. Really, really good. Really good performance. Ooh. Ooh. Um, oh, and it's never been... How many HDMI ports has it got? Three. That's never enough. But that's all 2.2. I want 20 HDMI ports all, on TVs now. All HDMI 2, so all ready for 4K. Yeah. And uh, the controller, it's got two controllers. It's got a normal controller, and it's got a touchpad controller. Oh, a touchpad one. So you can get games and have games and you can use the touchpad on the controller to play games. And I helped my uncle get a new TV. It came with a voice-activated one. My yeah, uncle yeah, can't it does speak. that as well. It has a microphone. Yeah, my uncle can't speak, so that's... <laughs> it's a bit mean. Yeah. <laughs> you kept asking research. what it's for, and I was like, you don't... No, just you sh- you don't probably worry. should have done more research on that thing. We well, didn't need it. Yeah. He just wanted it because it's 3D. You can watch Dread in 3D. Holy shit, that's something I've got to do. Because this is 3D as well. Mm. It didn't come with glasses, though. I had to buy some cheap seen, Chinese glasses. Um, when Mad Max comes out, watch that in 3D. I'm going to watch that in black and white. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's got black and white mode, yeah, isn't it? I'm going to watch it in black and white. It's not out until October. I know. But I've got The Mist to watch next. The Mist is going to be mm. the next one I use to, to test Have it. Have they released Dial M for Murder in 3D yet on, D- on Blu-ray? No. Because that's one of the first films that was shot in stereoscopic 3D. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was um, Alfred Hitchcock just pissing around trying out something new and he shot Dial M for Murder for whatever reason in 3D. And I don't know if Vertigo was as well. Vertigo would be really cool to see in 3D. Yeah, but yeah. he did like, he shot proper stereoscopic yeah. and it was only ever shown that way like a couple of times. Huh. But yeah. But yeah, no, all in all, TV's really good. Um, I mean, I, I'm going to have to give it a number because I can't really think of an actor that looks like a TV. Donald Sutherland. <laughs> um, no, TV, uh, it's a good solid 8.5, 9 out of 10. Um, I would go full whack. I would give it a Rowdy Roddy Piper. Oh, I miss him so much. Watching They Live on that TV was glorious. You need to watch um, Mr. Hell Goes to Frogtown. No, Hell Comes, to, Hell Frog comes Town. to Frogtown. Yeah. And it's little known sequel. Yeah. Is it a sequel? There's a sequel to Hell oh, Comes to Frogtown. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. there is, yeah. Yeah. Good move, buddy. I remember finding that when I when I reviewed it. Yeah. <laughs> Ages ago. Because I watched the sequel. You watched the original, I watched the sequel. I was no. going to review the sequel, but yeah. I couldn't bring myself to take screen grabs of something I'd seen two seconds before I wanted to stab my own eyes out. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So, yeah. No, good TV. It's cheap as well. It's only like 500 quid for a 48 inch. I was like, quite impressed. 4K. See, I can't afford 500 quid. You yuppies all right. with all your money. All right. Rubbing it in my face. You can have my job if you want. I'll take your job. <laughs> you don't want my job. You don't want my job. For 900 and something pound a month. <laughs> that's what I get. That is, that is a lot lower than my pay. Yeah. You can give me your pay and I'll keep my job. No, you get a new job. Oh, that's hassle. I'll get you a new job. Podcaster. <laughs> yeah. We should do that for a living. Yeah. Pay us money, damn it. Razor. We'll talk about your mice, your mises, your mislickles. Yeah, I'll talk about your... Fucking your keyboards, video gaming crutch mice. Your uh, moose mats for people who can't play with a real mouse. Your tablet and your laptop. Mountain Dew Doritos. <laughs> I love the taste of jalapeno Doritos. They're so food. Yeah, they are food. Right, and Mountain Dew, because diabetes ain't so bad. My last review <laughs> is going to be for Life is Strange episode four. Lovely, um, delightful. It's hard to talk about this without spoiling what's been going on in that game. Because you didn't talk about the last episode, did you? I did. Did you? Have you talked about every episode on the podcast? Yeah, yeah so far. It's been probably one of the best gaming things of the year. It's like... Oh, shut up. No, Walking Dead was the best gaming thing of this year. And that's only because I replayed it again well, like two Walking weeks Dead, ago. No, because they're better made games, Life is Strange, than those. They are much better. So much better. I don't believe game. it. Yeah, they are. Like, you play them and you'll be just like, Jesus Christ, how Jurassic much is Park game. That's terrible. But... Uh, 
Yeah, Life is Strange episode four continues where the third one left off, which was a bit of a cliffhanger because uh, Max managed to. I mean, the third one's been like three months now, so whatever. Max found a way to travel back into a point in her memory from years ago. She found, had a photograph of when she was thirteen, and she travelled back in time to that day. Wait, I think I've seen this. And she stopped her um, friend Chloe's father from going out by the bus and getting killed. I think I've seen this movie. It's called The Butterfly Effect. Sort of, yeah. Is it Ashton Kutcher that reads the book? No. But she she changed history, and it was sort of like it was all different, and her friend's father, Chloe's father, was alive, but Chloe was now paralysed. And Chloe was dying and all this sort of stuff. And the first 20 minutes of this episode like makes you make a really harsh decision. To pull the plug? The thing that's issued... Yeah, yeah, you got to decide if you're going to end your Chloe's life. Do you do it? I did. Really? Yeah. Wait, did you did you even think about it? Um, I, I sort of went to see if there was a different option coming by saying I don't know first, see what would come up. Yeah. But uh, the way I figure it, this is the thing. Um, you can have weight as a decision, you know, decisions that make weight have weight and stuff like that. But you're playing a game about time travel, essentially. Yeah. So you can constantly overwrite that. There's kids making so much noise outside. Also, fucking plebs. Uh, who cares about? But yeah, but you keep making decisions that like. They make them sound like they've got a lot of weight, but for most part, a lot of the decisions, you can just hold the left trigger and wind back and change it if you change your mind. Yeah. You have to stick to it eventually, so you can weigh your prospects, so you can play out both things, see how it plays out, and then rewind and all this sort of stuff, which is quite cool. But when I'm in an alternate reality in the game, and I'm figuring, well, we're not going to stay here, are we? Because the, the world's completely different. You can't carry on the adventure when yeah. the adventure's not happening. Um that doesn't really make it for a big decision because it doesn't matter what you do. Like <laughs> you're gonna go somewhere else. Um, but there was a plot twist at the end of the episode, which loads of people seem to be majorly surprised by. Which, if you've been watching my let's plays, I called in about episode two of the game, maybe episode one. Wait, what are these twists? I can't tell I you because spoilers, remember. man. I don't want to ruin it for people. Unlike you, I try not to ruin things for people. I want people not to see pixels, right? Hmm. But, um, yeah, episode four of Life is Strange is a lot bigger than the previous episodes. Um, especially if you saved Kate in episode two. Because if you saved her Spoiled in episode, episode two. two now, what was that? Like six months ago. But if you saved her in episode two, there's literally about 20 minutes of, like, a scene. That wouldn't happen. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Does someone come out and go, ah, ah, No. Yeah. But, um, I had a couple of performance issues on the PC version. There's a dance party thing, which is the dumbest location for a teenage dance party ever. Because they're all drinking alcohol and stuff at a swimming pool. Yeah, sounds sexy. Yeah, not, not safe. Say. Yeah, it's a school party, the end of the world party. That's how I used to party at school. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm still waiting for the whole saving Alyssa from being knocked over multiple times and hit with things. How that's going to play out? She seems to think you're a guardian angel now. Oh really? Because in every episode something hits her, and then you can rewind time and tell her to avoid it. <laughs> so she's hit. repeatedly concussed. Yeah, but you just rewind time and tell her to avoid it. Like a toilet roll hits her in one episode, a ball gets thrown at her in another. She gets knocked into a swimming pool in this one. Um, but yeah, I had some performance issues in that nightclub scene because there's a lot of characters dancing around, and it seemed to tank the frame rate a bit. The game's been pretty inconsistent performance-wise all the way across. With stuff like that. I think on consoles it'd be fine because it's only going to be run at 30 frames per second. But... Yeah, but when you knock it up to 60, it goes Yeah, the thing is, it's not a graphically amazing game. No, I think... It's got a lot of effects going on, and if I could turn off that chromatic aberration feel, I'd be freaking happy. Because I can't bother, can't stand them. Did you get the Evil Within on the PC? Nah. Can't with them. Did you know what I tried playing the other day? What? Aliens, Colonial Marines. 
Yeah, you tell me about it. It's 20 yeah. minutes. Fucking can't deal with that. Terrible fucking game. It is really bad. You know what's really sad, though? What? They got the aesthetics down to a T. I don't know. It's just endless corridors. Yeah. <laughs> and and slimy bits. Ugh, it was bullshit, that game. It's wank. It's, uh, but anyway, Life is Strange, it's episode really four. Swank. You could buy episode four, but you can't buy it on zone, so you have to buy the whole se- whole season. But you Why can buy you episode, episode one four? and then play where well, you can't. Well, you know, is it on? Is it on their phones? No, yeah, I don't think you can run on a phone. To be honest, it must do. It has to be really cut down. Really? Yeah. Well, the Walking Dead games are built so they can play on phones. Have you played this War of Mine? No, I need to play that because I have that on my phone. Yeah, and it's pretty incredible. But um, yeah, Life is Strange episode four. Buy it, you penises. It's good. Now you review a thing. You got one last thing I've, to review. I've got one last thing to review. Oh god, I'm excited about this. Have to sit here and so listen to this. Fucking excited. Shit. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, there is a game available to you, human beings with thumbs and and eyelids. You can go out right now and you can buy Rare Replay, which is for the Xbox One only, but if you don't have an Xbox One, it's a lovely box. But anyway, for fifteen pounds you get access to thirty it's classic 20 quid. rare games. Is it? It's twenty quid. I only paid fifteen. For £20, you can go out and you can get yourself a compilation of some of the greatest video games ever to grace home consoles, including such hits as Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Tooie... And Perfect and Dark Zero. Perfect Dark Zero, <laughs> Perfect Dark Original, Attic Attack, RC Pro-Am, RC Pro-Am 2, all of the Jet Pack Gemini, or Jet There's only Pack, one Jet Force Gemini game. Jet Force Gemini, and also the Jet Pack games. You're thinking of Jetman and Solar Jetman. Solar Jetman. Jetman. Yeah. Jetman. Some other Jetman games. There's a bunch of them, and they're all fun. You've got Battletoads and Battletoads Arcade, which is also pretty fun. I mean, just all in all, it's a nice little package, and I think if anyone's striving for that nostalgia trip that they've just not been able to get from those Xbox Live Arcade downloads, um, give this a go, because there's so many different games on there. It's pretty astonishing. Um, Grab by the Ghoulies is a personal favourite of mine, even though a lot of people find it boring. I find it fairly interesting. And um, also worth giving a shot is uh, the aforementioned Perfect Dark Zero, which not many people picked up. It's very cheap now for the Xbox 360 if you don't have the Xbox One. But if you do have the Xbox One, this is a great package, great price, with a lot of great games. It's got Battletoads. I played them both. Did you see those um, been added to Killer Instinct? Battletoad. Yeah, Rash. Rash. Yeah. The all-rounder. Yeah, you get him if you've got um, Rear Play. Really? Yeah, is it for a beta test gets downloaded because he's going to be available for a few months and they're going to take him away for a bit so they can finish the character and then... so wait are you gonna, do you mean that Rare Replay if I own that game I've got another character other than the, the wolf in because yeah. I paid 59p for the wolf and I was like they'll have the other characters for 59p <laughs> eventually yeah. yeah and they never put the other characters on there so now I've got Rash as well well they change the character that's free every month I know but I don't play yeah. as a free character I tried to get him really good as a wolf I'm not very good at that game Killer Instinct is a tough fucking game you suck Probably. You suck! Alright, calm it down over yeah, there. Yeah, you can play as Rash if you've got the Rare Replay pack. Anyway, yeah, Rare Replay. It gets my house accolade. It's going to get a Tom Atkins. It's lovely. It's mm. great. It's really good. 30 games for 20 I want it to come out on Windows 10. Yeah, I'm sure you do, you fucking peasant. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the sort of thing it. where I think Microsoft would like, you know, to push their Windows 10 gaming app thing, which is fucking pointless. It's dog shit. Yeah. Um fucking solitaire subscribe for 149 a month to get rid of adverts on solitaire they jumped the shark on the ending of solitaire do you know what they've done now what? you know the classic ending of Klondike yeah 
the, the cards, the cards go, go mad. Yeah, yeah they bounce away. Crazy. They turn to butterflies and fly off. Now. Oh, what a bunch of shit is that? Pretentious. We bullshit. don't live in the Lord of the Rings they're world. Clearly, we don't live in Endor. They're clearly trying to shoehorn some sort of gay agenda. Butterflies yeah. being a very feminine Look, looking thing right. into my Klondike. I'll tell you what you my can Klondike. Stick in your Klondike. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I uh, I got a free copy of Minecraft. But it's like, it's so The shit. Windows 10 edition. It's yeah. the pocket edition. Yeah. Why didn't they port the console versions? One, I paid, I paid 10 quid to play Minecraft on my Xbox One. And oh, does it count if you've got it on Xbox yeah, as well? I think Can so. I download it? It must be. I got the 360. Because if you bought the original Minecraft on PC, you get it for free. But it's literally the pocket edition. That's what and I've got. I was like, if they wanted to do a special version that's easier for people to get into, why the pocket edition? Why not the console version? Which is, like, if you haven't played Minecraft before and you don't want to faff around with all that putting the pieces in the right place mm-hmm. and learn how to, learning how to play the game, yeah. um, the console versions are excellent yeah. for that. But fuck it. Did you give a score to Rare? Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins. He is Rare. So essentially that's the greatest accolade I can give out. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. If it, it, Although if it was a choice between buying this... And buying a copy of Castle Freak, or Night of the Creeps, or Monster Squad, or uh, the born, the classic Born to Fight the Korean movie about gymnasts fighting off terrorists from a village. I'd say buy any of those. Jim Carter. Over. Not Jim Carter. <laughs> uh, Is that how we're going to end the episode? Look, it looks like a ghost. It looks like an angry ghost. And they can't see that. This sound wave. The sound wave looks like an angry ghost. Anyway. I just burped an angry ghost. No. <laughs> Someone call Peter Venkman. He's dead in the new timeline. Is he? Probably. (laughs) Right, ladies and gentlemen. My mind is blown. That was episode 22. 22. Zwei and Zweizig. Like, comment and surprise. Surprise? (laughs) Subscribe to our our podcast through iTunes, iPodder, Stitcher. Any of the number of things. If you don't like us, let us know for abuse on Twitter. I'm more than happy yeah. to field any questions you have. Feel free to send us pictures of dismembered animals if you don't if like us. If you're in the UK, give me a shout. You could tell us the same thing that everyone tells um, Femme Frequency whenever she tweets anything. Mm-hmm. It's just no one cares. Just just tweet the phrase, no one cares. Why not say to us, every time we, we, we say something positive, you just turn around and say... Life is an endless trip through the painful memories of our previous lives and the eventual darkness that we will all succumb to. That's nonsense. End of episode. Good bye, night. Bye. Bye. Say goodbye. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs>